Herald and News. Herald and News, your news now. Herald and News. Empowering the community. Basin Views. Herald and News, your news now. Klamath Falls, Oregon. Herald and News. Podcast. Empowering the community and serving the Klamath Basin. This is the Herald and News Basin Views Podcast. Greetings and welcome to Basin Views, a Herald and News podcast featuring interviews with local experts discussing issues important to the Klamath Basin. I'm Kurt Lidke with the Herald and News. This week we are joined by Diana Samuels and Daryl Samuels, president of the Klamath Basin Audubon Society, organizers of the annual Winter Wings Festival coming up in just a couple weeks at the Oregon Tech campus. Here to tell us all about all that you can expect at this year's festival, Diana and Daryl. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us. You're welcome. Hi. So, Daryl, why don't we start with you? You are president of the Klamath Basin Audubon Society. Before we really delve into the event itself, I always like to start these off with getting to know our guests a little bit better. So could you tell us a little bit about how you ended up in the Klamath Basin and got involved with the Audubon Society? Sure. Uh, Diane and I uh, have been coming up to Southern Oregon for many years, uh, visiting Ashland to see the uh, Shakespeare plays and probably over 25 years and uh, back in 2002, I think it was, uh, we uh, came up to Ashland to see a play and were invited over to the Running Y Ranch Resort to take a look at some lots that they had for sale. And And uh, we kind of fell in love with the area. We've always loved nature and natural things. And that area, this area, had everything that, that we wanted in a place to live. And we were on the verge of retiring anyway. So uh, it was a natural fit for us. So we actually moved up here in late 2005. And then how did you end up being president of the local Audubon Society? We started going to the Audubon Society meetings uh, shortly after we moved up here. And as it turned out, <laughs> they had an opening for president and I didn't step back quickly enough. So they said, why don't you be president? And I said, okay, I'll give it a try. And I was president for four years uh, and I'm currently president um, again. And Diana, you are heavily involved in Winter Wings Festival. Uh, how did you end up being involved with development of this annual event? Well, several years ago, um, the coordinator of the Winter Wings Festival was stepping down, and there was a concern that the festival might go away. And when I learned that, um, I talked to some of my fellow friends in the Klamath Basin Audubon Society and said, don't you think as a group we could try and continue it? And so um, we took it over from um, the retiring coordinator, and I've been involved for the last 13 years as a coordinator. Um, I share these duties with Ann Winner, who is the other co-coordinator at this time. But we don't do it ourselves. We have over 100 volunteers that are involved. Uh, None of us are paid. Uh, We do this because we love birds, we love the basin, and uh, we just think it's a great event for the community. So we all commit our time uh, to bring visitors in and show off the natural resources, the birds, the beauty of the basin, and uh, every year we just get uh, such affirmation that it's a great event that we continue to volunteer. 
And Winter Wings Festival is a multi-day event. Uh, it's centralized at the Oregon Tech campus, but really it spreads out all across the basin with various field trips and activities that, that you can do, all related to uh, the love of birds. So why do you two love birding so much? What, what got you into either nature photography or, or just uh, wildlife observation? Well, we've been interested in bird watching um, since we were in our 20s, and that was quite a while ago. Uh, and it's just something that you can do wherever you go. Um, we travel a lot, and there's always interesting birds we can see when we go on international trips. So, uh, And right in our backyard, we've got a wonderful array of birds. Um, Daryl enjoys feeding birds and putting up nest boxes. So around our house, uh, we just have a great habitat and opportunity every day to get up and see different birds. And it's, it's just fun. Daryl, I'm curious, why does the Klamath Basin stand out as such a mecca for bird watching and nature photography? Well, we really have a jewel here in the Klamath Basin. Um, probably most people are aware of the uh, flyways uh, that birds use, the Pacific Flyway being the largest. Um, the Klamath Basin actually is, if you think of the Pacific uh, Flyway as an hourglass, where birds migrate back, uh, north and south, uh, the pinched part of the hourglass is actually the Klamath Basin. And thousands, millions of birds migrate each year uh, through the Klamath Basin. We get probably 80% of the birds that migrate along the Pacific Flyway that come through the basin. So it's a spectacular birding area that's been known throughout the United States and, in, and the world, in fact. It's probably in the top three or five places in the United States to go birding. So with that being local of having such a wide variety of, of bird species, this festival was started as an annual event. It's now going into its 40th year, the Winter Wings Festival. It's happening in mid-February. Let me make sure I have the dates right. February 14th through the 17th? That's right. Uh, February 14th through the 17th, everything's centralized at the Oregon Tech campus, and then there's various activities that you can do to visit the local refuges and go on various field trips and all sorts of different activities. But let's get into the history of Winter Wings of why did this festival start and how has it grown over time? Um, actually, uh, Winter Wings began in uh, probably in 1980 would be the best date that I could, I could pinpoint. Um, prior to that, in the 70s, the uh, status of the bald eagle was critically endangered. Uh, your listeners of a certain age will remember stories of peregrine falcons and bald eagles uh, failing to reproduce, primarily because of DDT poisoning in the, um, in the environment. Um, and once it was known that they were down to as few as 500 nesting pairs in the 1970s, people became very alarmed. I mean, it's such a charismatic bird, the bald eagle is, that we couldn't let it go extinct as a nation. Um, in 1978, it was listed under the Endangered Species Act. Uh, and in 1980, a group of researchers and scientists met in Klamath Falls, and they formed what's called the Bald Eagle Conference. That was in 1980. Um, their mission was to study ways to uh, increase habitat, to increase reproduction in bald eagles. In 1983, the Klamath Basin Audubon Society was chartered, but the Bald Eagle Conference continued for many years, and in 2005, it was enlarged and renamed and became the Winter Wings Festival. So actually, the uh, Winter Wings Festival 
precedes the Klamath Basin Audubon Society. With Winter Wings coming up now into its 40th year, it's a well-established event. Many people know about it. Many people travel from all over the country to be a part of this thing. What type of events are held at the festival? Well, the events fall into about five categories. Um, the main reason people generally visit here is to participate in our field trips. And we bring in both nationally known birders and involve local expert birders to guide people around the Klamath Basin. Um, we do a variety of trips, which include going to Lower Klamath, National Wildlife Refuge, Tule Lake. Uh, we go out uh, on a North Basin tour uh, around Upper Klamath Lake, and then we also do a West Basin tour. And there's a number of habitats that people will visit, and there's typically around 120 species of birds in during mid-February. And so our visitors come in to um, see those. Of course, a lot of the, the most famous birds are the bald eagles, and we have those uh, present in the basin in hundreds. Typically, I would say maybe 500 are here at that time. Um, and if you know where to look, you may see thousands of snow geese taking flight when chased by a bald eagle. And um, it's really uh, just such a wonderful experience. A lot of our visitors come to see that these geese and the huge numbers that are present here, as Daryl mentioned, um, as they come through the Pacific Flyway. So every year there's an interesting blend. There are the experts, the scientists, nature photographers, birding experts that intermingle with people who are either local experts or just kind of curious about what, what's the big deal about this. There's not a lot of events, I think, where you get a, an opportunity to sit down with a master photographer or a, uh, an avian scientist and, and be able to have lunch and then go out on, on a road trip with them and it, see things firsthand and, and get that firsthand experience of, of having things, things detailed. Um, Winter Wings seems really special in that regard, yes, right? Yes, yes. We, we've made a real effort to um, bring in very uh, well-known people in their fields, be they uh, birders, photographers, scientists, and um, participate. A good example is this year we have George Lepp keynoting for us on Friday night, and um, the following week he's going to be going to Las Vegas and receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award for photography from the uh, North American Photography Association. And so you can see he's just one example of the caliber of leaders and presenters that we bring to, the, to this event. We also have two other really well-known uh, keynoters coming this year. I want to make sure we mention uh, Pepper Trail is a scientist who works in the crime lab over in Ashland, and he's been recently featured in uh, the National Audubon Society magazine and the National Geo magazine, and he's going to be talking about some of his experiences as a forensics um, ornithologist um, trying to uh, do determinations, and oftentimes his work involves making court appearances when there's been some uh, criminal activity involving birds. So he's really 
I think, the national leader in this discipline. Um, and finally, we have uh, Julie Zikafus coming out all the way from Ohio, and uh, she's a very well-known birder, um, writer. She's written two books, and she's going to be leading uh, some trips and giving a talk in addition to her keynote here over the four days. And uh, we really um, welcome her. It's great when we can get people from out of the area to come in. And as you're saying, people can sit down with them. They'll have book signings. They'll be at our banquet. So you get a chance to actually walk up to people you've read about before or maybe have watched on TV, and they're here in person. At the- Every year you have really fascinating keynote speakers come in. Uh, what do you hear in response from those individuals in terms of the general enthusiasm of the crowds and participation, uh, how all these different people descend upon the Klamath Basin for this one weekend in a mutual passion for birding and, and, and photography. Well, what do the keynote speakers kind of get out of the whole experience? Oh, well, we always get great kudos from um, the national speakers we bring in. They, they've they made comments like they put our festival like in the fo- top five or ten in the nation, which um, is really um, affirming for us to hear that kind of feedback. We pride ourselves on being very well organized And um, that always comes through in their comments that they come out here and they couldn't believe what a well-organized event it was. As you can imagine, having 50 events over a period of four days that involve going out, some of them in in bus trips, some of them are held in different um, locations with uh, around Klamath Falls, there's a lot of coordination involved in that. And so uh, we really pride ourselves on trying to make that operation as smooth as possible. When the So when the visitors come, they really just get to enjoy um, this table that we've laid out for them and not have to stress uh, on a lot of the details. And Daryl, what is the Audubon Society's involvement with all of Winter Wings? Well, um, as Diana mentioned, we, we sponsor it, we produce it. Uh, we are a small chapter, actually. We have between 150 and 175 people. But uh, it, for our size, we're a pretty active chapter, and many of our, our members are involved in critical parts of the festival as field trip leaders, as, as volunteers in a variety of, uh, of tasks. But what's interesting is out of the 125 or so volunteers each year, Probably half of them come from the community at large. There are people in the community that just want to be involved in a successful event, and they know we have a a great track record for that. So we get 125 volunteers, uh, Audubon members or not, who just love to share the basin with visitors, with the three or four or 500 people who come in to the basin from out of the area. So it's, it's really, really a, a neat thing. Uh, I might also mention that with the profits that the festival generates, uh, our society has set up a grant program to give back to the community. So the money um, that visitors bring in to Winter Wings in the form of their registration fees and, and so forth is recycled into the community. We offer grants to teachers, typically $400 for each teacher, who applies, and we have probably 15 or 20 teachers who receive these grants per year to foster science education in the classroom, 
uh, outdoor education, uh, hands-on education, those kinds of things which the Audubon Society promotes. We have another grant program that we offer up to $2,000 to individuals and community organizations that share our mission of appreciation and learning about the outdoors. So we've funded a variety of those kind of projects over the years, uh, like uh, wildlife rehabilitation, uh, trail construction. Klamath Lake Land Trust, for instance, received a grant from us last year to, uh, to put 25 bluebird nesting boxes out on property in Sprague River. Um, those are the kinds of things that we look for. Um, but we're really happy to give back to the community and to share, share the resources that the Winter Wings Festival uh, generates. So Audubon Society, this is a centerpiece and a showcase throughout the, the year for the Klamath Basin. And when you're not uh, proactively participating in Winter Wings or handing out grants, what does the Audubon Society do? Well, our, our primary mission is, is to appreciate birds, of course. That's where Audubon began. But uh, most of us uh, appreciate all sorts of uh, topics in nature. We have monthly programs that we invite the community to. We never charge for any of these. We hold monthly meetings from September through May with a, a very good uh, speaker each month, a very good program. Uh, we organize field trips so that local folks can participate in learning about the birds and the other wildlife in the basin. We advertise those and we welcome welcome everybody who comes to uh, to those field trips. Those, those are a couple of things that we do. We also offer uh, educational materials to elementary school teachers uh, so that they can teach their students about life in the outdoors. So Winter Wings is coming up soon. Uh, there is pre-registration open for some of these events. Some of them do cost money. Some are free. It, it kind of varies. You want to check the website to make sure that you have the details of exactly what you want to do and plan out your schedule accordingly. But what are some of the really interesting field trips or workshops that you're really excited about this year, Diana? Well, um, we have uh, some leaders coming in from out of the area who are going to be doing raptor banding. Um, this isn't a an activity we've offered before, but they will be uh, scouting for some birds. Of course, these are all uh, fully licensed um, banders, and they'll be coming in and showing the people on their trip how they band a raptor. It could be a hawk or um, some other bird. Anyway, that's that's new this year. We're really excited about that. And then we brought um, Lisa Langell in uh, from Scottsdale, Arizona, and she's doing a total of seven photography workshops and field events for us. And I just checked, and there are several openings still with her for her photography workshops. Now, she's a real up-and-comer in the photography world. Um, she sits on this North American Photography Association board, and uh, she has been to numerous birding festivals. She's just returning from uh, the big one, uh, Space Coast, uh, in Florida. And so uh, now she'll be out in Klamath Falls with us, and she is a very um, personable uh, presenter, and I think that the visiting public is just going to love her. Um, 
we have one starting out on Thursday morning at the Waffle Hut, which uh, might seem an unlikely spot. She's going to be teaching a workshop there, It's Okay to Shoot Auto. So this is for somebody that may be a beginning photographer. Um, They're going to have a breakfast there at the Waffle Hut, a waffle buffet, and then walk out to the nearby waterways and uh, do some photography of the birds. There will be a lot of waterfowl around um, there, as you know, in Veterans Park and may go up to the Link River uh, area. And so um, this is another instance where you can engage with someone who is really well-known in their field um, on a personal level and uh, just get some very expert advice from them. So those would be a, a couple of ones I'd mention. One big thing that is great for families every year with the Winter Wings Festival, for those who don't want to go out trudging in mud outside in in mid-February, there's opportunities for kids. There's an all-day event on Saturday uh, for all ages to come in. It's completely free. You get a chance to interact and see. In the past, you've had some live animal shows, but this year you've got something different. So uh, please detail for me what you have planned for your family day. Okay, well, this year we're bringing in a four-piece musical group from Portland. They're named Red Yarn. I believe that's after the red hair of the lead. And uh, with them, they're bringing puppets. There will be animal puppets, and they um, have a very uh, folksy kind of music. We've heard it described as the kind that you want to clap along with and stop your feet. Um, he originally hails from Texas, and I think these are going to be some really uh, a really fun presentation. Now, we host this event at the um, College Union Auditorium at Oregon Tech, and it seats 350 people. Um, as with the live bird shows, which have been popular, if you'd like to attend this event, which is on Saturday at 10 o'clock, it would be good to get there early to make sure you get a seat, because after that, um, we'll have to close the doors. They, the same group uh, was contracted with by an after-school group here in town, so there's another group of children who will be seeing at OIT on Friday, but that event is closed to the public. So if you want to be part of the uh, free family day at OIT on Saturday, be there a little before 10 to get a seat. Following that, um, we have a series of hands-on activities, and this is where we bring in various community groups. Um, We have the outdoor science school group coming, Um, We have uh, some people involved with uh, therapy and horses. We have a group that is bringing some pygmy goats. Um, And we have Dean with his tarantulas. So there will be an assortment of live animals and different hands-on activities available. There again, all of that is free to the public. And we're also working with another vendor here in town, Wild Pigment Studio. Uh, She's going to be holding an art class uh, for some students. Uh, This is also free, but you have to register with Wild Pigment Studio on Main Street. 
One area of potential concern for this year's event is uh, the matter of use of public lands amidst a government shutdown. Now, we just recently got out of the longest government shutdown in U.S. history, and unless people can play nice, we may be delving into another one here in mid-February. I think February 15th is the current deadline that if there's an agreement in place, there may be a second government shutdown. That falls right in the middle of the Winter Wings Festival, unfortunately. How might that affect uh, participating groups like ODF and ODFW, USFW, BLM, as well as access to their lands if we hit a second government shutdown right in the middle of Winter Wings Festival? Well, we've spent some time thinking about this, obviously. Um, Fortunately, the way that our schedule is laid out, uh, quite a few of our trips to federal areas such as lava beds um, and Lower Klamath are on Thursday and Friday, which are now covered by um, federal employees. Um, What we learned in the last shutdown is that um, the refuges remain open. However, um, if there were to be a a a shutdown on the 16th, the headquarters would likely be closed. There might not be as many restrooms available. Um, However, we're hoping that that situation does occur. For the people that are helping uh, with the festival and giving talks and all, we've confirmed with all of them that they will be available. There are only a couple of people who uh, are potentially affected um, and their activities affected. And in one case, we were able to get a substitute leader. And in the other case, we may have to cancel a free presentation. But as as far as we can tell right now, um, even if there were to be a shutdown on Saturday and Sunday of the festival weekend, it would have really minimal impact. And we would encourage people to get out into the public areas um, and, and enjoy the birds. So with Winter Wings Festival coming up soon, I'm sure a lot of the last detail planning is still happening, but for the most part, everything is ready to go. How can people get involved either in Winter Wings Festival or with the Autobahn Society itself? Probably the easiest way is to go to our website, uh, www.klamathautobahn.org, and learn about the Autobahn Society and and what we do and our activities. Um, And... uh, come to one of our meetings. And we're always looking for new members. We'd especially like to get some younger members because like a lot of organizations um, uh, like ours, uh, it's it's an older group that tends to be members of, of the Audubon Society. But we'd love to get some younger folks involved. Uh, we had some students from OIT last year that were involved and that was great. The Winter Wings, I know, has a, uh, is a volunteer coordinator. It's probably not too late to volunteer to help out. Um, I'm not the best person to talk about the volunteer openings. Diana could do that, but there there is a volunteer coordinator who can handle that as well. And so for those people who do want to help out or just be a part of the whole experience, what kind of things are needed in terms of volunteer help and how can people go about uh, signing up for it? Well, we have most of our, our volunteer openings filled at this point. Um, however, we would still like to hear from you um, if you're interested in maybe being a volunteer next year. If you go to our website, um, you'll find our phone number and a way to reach us, winterwingsfest.org. O-R-G. 
Um, and so you can contact us. There's a, a general email number there. Um, you can also reach us at 877-541-BIRD uh, is our general uh, toll-free number. And we would be happy to put you in touch through those communications with our volunteer coordinators to see if there is anything that they still need help with at this moment. Okay, well, Winter Wings Festival is coming up February 14th through the 17th of this year. Some activities you need to register in advance. Some you can just simply show up and enjoy, especially the family day on Saturday, a wealth of activities. For the people who haven't participated previously and are maybe just a little bit curious about what the fuss is about in terms of going out and looking at birds, why should people come to Winter Wings Festival? I don't know. I, I guess the best answer I can get uh, give you is to experience the spectacle. And at this time of year, it really is a spectacle. Uh, where we live, we can watch dozens and dozens, hundreds of tundra swans going overhead. We see bald eagles every day. But, but you can see that throughout the basin. And if you, if you go out on a trip with somebody who's somewhat knowledgeable about the birds and you can experience you know, what, what we have to offer in the basin, that's a reason to come to the Winter Wings Festival. I was out in Lower Klamath Refuge just a few days ago, and I thought maybe there wasn't enough water for the birds, but we came across a flooded field, and there must have been 5,000 snow geese coming in to land in this field, making their calls, and it was just a fabulous experience to see that. Uh, it's something you never get tired of, but if you've never experienced it, it's, it's really... Uh, a neat moment in in your life to experience wildlife uh, like that. The Winter Wings Festival takes place February 14th through the 17th at the Oregon Tech University campus in Klamath Falls. There are field trips. There are all sorts of activities, workshops, keynote speakers, a wide variety of activities. To get the full schedule and the slate and registration opportunities, go to winterwingsfest.org to find out about it. Uh, there's also phone numbers you can call for more information. Uh, Diana, any final words that you want to mention about Winter Wings? I just wanted to mention that we're having a photo contest over the festival weekend. So anyone that is out uh, taking photos of birds is welcome to submit them. And if you go to our website, you'll uh, find all the photo contest details. Um, that's being coordinated by Steve Spencer at Leo's Camera Shop, and we really appreciate his help. Um, the other thing is if you come in on either Friday or Saturday, we're going to have uh, the first floor of the student union set up with a variety of vendors. And we've had a great response this year. I just got the numbers. We're going to have 48 vendors in attendance. And um, it's free to walk through this area. Um, some will be selling different items that could be nature crafts or photos or jewelry um, with a nature theme. And we also bring in a lot of the uh, resource agencies. So, for example, Fish and Wildlife will be there, um, Lava Beds, all the, uh, BLM, a lot of the major uh, players here in the basin in terms of natural resources. And if you have any questions about um, what's open or what birds are being seen, 
Um, we have another area at the festival. It's going to be open Thursday through Saturday called Bird Central. And at that station, we have maps of the refuges. We can show you exactly what areas are open. Uh, we have bird checklists. We will be annotating what birds have been seen that are unusual in the basin. And if you're interested, for example, in seeing a ferruginous hawk while you're here and you don't know where they might be, we'll have experts on hand that can give you that advice and tell them where they've been seen over the festival weekend. Uh, we do keep a species count from that station. And so it's really our kind of go-to a station for bird resource information. So we'd welcome you uh, visiting that while you're also up there on campus. Wide variety of activities uh, for uh, the novices and experts alike to all enjoy. So Wiener Wings Festival is February 14th through the 17th at the Oregon Tech campus. Get your registration in now online at winterwingsfest.org. And uh, for more information, of course, check out the website. And for a full schedule of all the great activities they have going on, our guests today have been Daryl and Diana Samuels with Audubon Society and Winter Wings Fest. Thank you so much for coming in and educating us about this amazing event that happens every year in the Klamath Basin. Thank you. Thank you.